Yes, it is I, your humble host, Bill Hatch, the third, coming to you live from the Palatial Home Studios and Bald Spot Productions here in the beautiful city of Santa Ana, California, for another episode of YWL Online's Anything Can Happen Saturday. And joining me in studio, as per the usual, is my friend, my brother in Christ, the disembodied voice of Rudy. Hi, everybody. I love you all. Waka waka with the Lord. And joining us from a more than acceptable safe social distance through the miracle of telephony is my father, Chaplain Bill Hatch. How are you doing? Doing Tom? very well. And good day to all of my fellow Bible inquisitors. Hope you're ready for some new topics on this Saturday show. <laughs> yep, which is what it's supposed to be, a topical study. And, uh, and our new topic has many topics in it. Many subtopics, yes. Yes. Well, it has many top. And the book has many topics, and then the topics have many subtopics. There you go. <laughs> but first, but, uh, but first, we have time for Rudy for some Rudy news. My Rudy news is sometimes. We want more. We ask God, you know what, God? I know I'm going to heaven. I will be in the chocolate waterfalls. You're going to call me Hans. Oh, that's what you want them. Sorry. But we want, sometimes we want more. I, 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 there's a lot of things I ask God. You know what, God? Make me rich. I can buy a place to put dogs. I can buy a place to take care of dogs. And I said, God, I, I'll give out money by my hand. Yeah, here's some money. And I, I always say, God, make me rich. I, can I have a good life here and a good life in heaven? So what it is is, I know God gives us what we're supposed to have, but sometimes I dream about being extra great so I can not great for me, but for God to give other people things. And I even asked the other day, doesn't God say he's better than our father on earth? Because we ask for uh, a piece of bread, our father's not going to give us a rock. So sometimes I ask God, well, because I want to have better things to be, make things better for other things, for animals, and, you know, take care of people, and uh, I would do that. I would give people money and just kind of make things happy, people happy, I mean, because I, I, out of love. So uh, my thing is, I guess we got to wait and see but I was always hoping, God, let this life be good as the one in heaven. Because in heaven, I don't need no money. When I'm up in heaven, I think everything's free. You go to the, the store, you get a candy for free. So uh, I all just my thought. So please remember, even though it might not happen, dream a big dream of life to make sure that it's to help God in his kingdom. Because not for ourselves. I love you all. Welcome, welcome with the Lord. With the Lord. I really do like the analogy of heaven being uh, a candy store in the sense that when we get up there, we're going to need every, have everything we need. And I know that we do eat up in heaven because the tree of life has a different variety of fruit every month. Uh, yeah. And I wonder if that's repeated after 12 months or if it just is a reference to unlimited number of fruits uh until that whenever 
And I sure wouldn't want the candy store to only have one selection. And of course, if it's chocolate, I guess I can get by with it. <laughs> but it's it's amazing what joy there will be in heaven. And what kind of, uh, if it's a candy store type approach, because we will have everything that we need. Uh, and, and that doesn't always go with everything we want, as we will probably discuss when we talk about our topic uh, this week or next. So, uh, yeah, we don't know, folks. The topic is prayer. There are lots of subtopics. By way of reference, yep. if I may, there are 650 prayers in the Bible. Wow, that's that a lot of depends on who you're talking to at the time. For instance, I believe the first prayer in the Bible is at the birth of Seth. At, well, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, after the fall. It's the first right. uh, prayer. Now, that isn't even correct. But the first prayer that I see is when Eve gives birth to Seth and gives praise to God for this son. I feel that's a prayer. Mm -hmm. Others want to believe that now it's really in the next chapter uh, when Seth's children are born is when men begin to call on the name of the Lord again. Uh, mm -hmm. But when you look at you know conversations between even Cain and God, both before and after uh, the killing of his brother Abel, you know mm -hmm. those are communications with God no matter what. They're different than when Adam and Eve were walking with God in the garden, which I don't feel were prayers at all. But we have those. No, it seems to me that that being in God's presence, it's like you wouldn't need, you wouldn't call it prayer because it's not, you know, it's not like, it's like you don't say I'm going to call you if you're standing in front of a right. person. But you we know. can get hung up on how many numbers there are. There are also, depending on who you're talking to and their beliefs, 450 answers to prayer in the Bible. So that's not the approach we want to take. We uh, are not going to go through all, what is that, 1,100 together? Yeah, 1,200? Right. Very much too much. But we do want to look at what prayer is. Uh, yes. I have a simple statement for and the start. It. It's our communication with God. Uh, it is indeed, you know, we don't get to walk with him daily like Adam and Eve did, but we do get to walk with him daily. If we have confessed that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, God is in our hearts, so we are walking with him every day. Question is, are we walking with him like maybe we do did back in school with all of our classmates in between classes? We didn't talk to him. We just rushed off to something else. So yeah. we really want to look at it from there, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's you know, it's just like what the song tells us. Although I've never figured out why the song name calls uh, God Andy, but uh, Andy walks with me, Andy talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. Yes, no, that that's a Andy, cute little Andy. reference. But if it makes us think about it, good. 
Uh, there are several yeah. of those fun, <laughs> fun little examples of saying, wait a minute. They're called Mondegreens. Uh, I mean, the Lord's Prayer is our Father, uh, Hollywood be thy name. Hollow be thy name. <laughs> no. you know, it's real simple to, to get those kinds of yeah. references. But if it helps us think and focus on our prayers, we'll find out that that is very right. important. But it is a conversation with God. And to be able to say that one part of the conversation is talking and the other part is listening. And I didn't put in our advertisement, and I really want to, uh, because it's important to say. Okay. This oh, yeah. is the book we're working from. Dear God, I have a question, and it's by Kathleen. Oh. I believe it's Slatterly. Pardon me Kath if I'm not Catherine pronouncing Slattery. her name correctly. Catherine, Catherine. Slatterly. And uh, it's a very good topical subject for questions mm -hmm. that me are worthy of adults. Otherwise, I don't think I'd be yeah. doing it. But I think the topics are great. Right. We're just adding scriptures in addition to the ones she has listed. Uh, but I honestly believe that God created us to enjoy a personal relationship between us. It's, it's a mystery as to why God has done this with us and for us. But we have, I think, a responsibility and a true need to talk with him as being our creator and finding out the purposes that we can fulfill in our lives. Uh, yes, we should spend more time in prayer than we already do. No ancestor question marks. None of us pray as right. often as we should. And when we get to the New Testament references about Jesus uh, and his prayer, praying so often, uh, we could probably do better in ours. I've been... Yeah, uh, when I was thinking about it not too long ago uh, after one of our shows, that uh, um, the, the, the Christians of the first century were not reading right. the Bible because they most of them couldn't read, and even if they could, they'd have a hard time getting a hold of the scrolls or, or the uh, uh, codexes that, uh, that, that the Bible was written in. <clears throat> And, uh, uh, but they certainly prayed. And so, you know, it's like, if we want to be more like the first century Christians, then we want to pray more than we read. And, uh, um, you know, and, and be more, be more careful when we do read because, uh, um, yeah, or more thoughtful, I guess, when we do read, because they would have been trying to memorize the scriptures from what they were told, from what they heard. Uh, others reading, and, uh, um, and but they would certainly have prayed, and so yeah, we definitely need to yep. pray more. And putting those together, it's also pray before reading, so yep. that we can focus pray after on reading, uh, and that <laughs> does help us focus. I've been watching, uh, finally getting around to watching the episodes of The Chosen, and huh. what do you think? I enjoy it thoroughly. I mean, some of it's a little bit far out. John the Baptist looks a little bit too wacky for me in The Chosen than I believe that he was <laughs> in real life. Sleepy John. But I especially <laughs> like the point, and I think it is very valid, that 
we're continually seeing the disciples who are brand new to following Jesus, but they already have ingrained that they don't even really get out of bed without asking or giving praise to God for the night and for the upcoming day. Uh, right. Gads, I really do like that approach. I am guilty of usually jumping up and trying to get off to whatever it is. Although, as I am now retired, mm -hmm. it seems to be happening much later in the day. <laughs> and, and, and Eileen and I are trying to get it to where we make ourselves get up earlier again uh, so that we can have more of the day instead of spending more time at night up. But anyway, it's the prayer, and that's the topic that I want to stay on. And being able... Can I ask you a question, Pastor? Hold on, Rudy. Yes, sir. Uh, my question is, when we pray to God, this is how I pray. I say, my Father in heaven, I ask for forgiveness for my sins, and I ask for forgiveness. And I ask in Jesus' name, because my thoughts are we should go to God here with no, no sins so we can talk to him. Is that a proper way to do it? Well, that's a tough, spontaneous question. But the answer is, yes, it's okay. If you're not trying to ask for forgiveness for things you did 20 years ago, if you've already asked forgiveness for those things, you shouldn't be repeating those. If there are things you feel that you haven't done properly, now, yes, you can ask forgiveness for those sins. That's why uh, in, in our end of show prayer, I am now only following along with Bill rather than trying to confuse our listeners with different words to the same topic. Uh, at the end of this month, I will have been baptized and born again, raised 60 years ago. And I don't want to make people think that I'm praying for forgiveness for things that happened between 60 years ago and now. And so I am praying silently to myself while Bill is praying aloud. It throws off his timing, but that's the way it is. <laughs> and that's something we all should look at. We should not rush through prayers and we should not drag them on. And all these topics we're going to be covering, I hope, successfully over this time frame. So the answer is, right. yes, it is okay to be praying similar words each time. But if you have specific focuses, don't leave them out. And don't keep praying right. for forgiveness for the same thing over and over. Because God's just trying to say, uh, what do you say? I already forgave that. Forget it. Move on. Yep. Who are we to uh, to not forgive ourselves if God has forgiven us? We're the we're the self proclaimed uh, sinners. <laughs> That's what it is. We are not forgiving ourselves. Yep. All right. So did that answer it, Rudy? Yes, sir. Oh, knock off the sir part. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, I have heard that uh, I'm not sure if it's true, but they said when you pray, the prayer goes to God as a scent, like a smell that surrounds him and it's beautiful. That's what I heard. I'm, as a beautiful smell. Aroma. Yeah, as a beautiful yes, scent. Gotcha. 
the aroma. That's what I heard. I believe you can find that in scripture. Uh, I haven't I haven't looked yeah. at that particular wording today, but it does mean that it's not here because I haven't gone through all 650 prayers or his responses. But we have a whole bunch of them here. But the more we individually yep. pray to God, the more we will come to understand him. And dare I say that uh, he will understand us better. If we're opening up more and more each day, we are really allowing God to work in us. And so we have that. So, you have anything at this point, Bill? Uh, no, I was just looking up uh, where, uh, let's see, where it is that uh, in the Bible that it says the prayers are sweet. Oh, good luck. It's get confusing, especially if you're not in the correct translation when you ask. Uh, right. The next topic is really God wants to listen to us pray. Yeah. And I have a reference, if you don't mind looking it up, Bill. Well, we have references. The first one is Psalm 34, 15. Yep, I'm already there. Would you read that for us? <laughs> sure. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, those with moral courage and spiritual integrity, and his ears are open to their cry which can also be translated to their prayer. Yeah. Uh, again, that's part of that where translations can confuse the King James for, for some of these things. Uh, I have it in my topical Bible. It's in King James. I have a contemporary English version with me to make it a little bit clearer when I, when I do some of the readings. But we do have the fact that God listens to our cries, our prayers, for whatever it is that's going on. Uh, I also have Second Chronicles seven fourteen: If my people humble themselves and pray, God listens, mm -hmm. and it does. The point of being humble is really, you know, jumps out loud to me. We cannot simply cry out to God. About any topic that we want. And it can't be arrogant when we speak with God. It has to be in a humble attitude. There. I remember from seminary and Bible college. There are four parts to prayer, confession, adoration, thanksgiving, and petition, in any order you want. What do those things mean really in modern English? In our prayers, we should be acknowledging God as God. And we'll, I think we cover it later on, but we can look at it even now. Folks, if you pray to Buddha, it's not going to be answered. If you pray to Odin or Vishti, uh, Allah even, in my opinion, you will not get answers nope. to prayers. I don't know that God hears them. 
uh, for anyone who knows better. Now, perhaps well, you got the uh, you got the wrong address. You dialed the wrong phone yes, number. Unless the individual <laughs> really doesn't know about Jesus and God, and then God may very well listen uh, to the humble from other faith beliefs that don't know that they're not praying to the right name. But definitely not Buddha. And, and I'm four maybe, but not Odin. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey, uh, you know the movie The Chosen, the kid that was praying under the tree that he was mad because he became a loser? Oh yeah, uh, uh, Philip. Does God hear our praise when we're angry? And when we ask God, please don't turn away, because you know how Jesus said, I didn't turn away from you in the movie. But does God look at us, and does he hear our prayers when we're in anger? Because we're a human. The other day I was mad, and I was like, man, you know what, this, this. But then, then I, I, I didn't want to turn away from God, so I started talking to God, but I was still angry. Because I want to put him, even in my anger, I want to let God know that he's yes. there. And, uh, that, that's, and that's, that's it. You're right. Without a doubt, you know, if we are so angry and we stop and we ask God for help, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And it's quite understandable that we should ask God for help when we are angry. But we need to then be calming ourselves while we're doing that prayer in anger. And God will help us have peace when we do that. Uh, it may not be fully realized at the time of prayer, but if you can stay in prayer, even silently, sitting there to compose yourself back down, it's God listening, feeling, and responding to help you out of that anger point. So, yes, by all means, that needs to happen. Uh, that's what humbling means in this case. We have to humble ourselves and pray. And so we have that. Uh, Psalm 145 verse 18 says, call on him in truth. Our substance has to be realistic request of God. Yes, there is a place in the New Testament. I didn't write that one down yet because I wasn't planning on it. But it says, wherever two or more are gathered in my name, uh, or two or three are gathered in my name, it's asking God things in Jesus' name. And they'll be answered. Uh, but we have to have the right answer if James and John, the sons of thunder, the thumbs of thunder, uh, sons of thunder, at one point asked Jesus if they should call fire down from heaven on a town for not listening to Jesus. And the answer from Jesus was no. And that's what God will answer. It has to be reasonable request. And it is not the place of Christians to ask for the destruction of our enemies like James and John were asking that day. They weren't being humble, and that's in the chosen, and they did very well with it. Uh, yep. So we have that to look at.
but God does want to listen. How about Psalm 139.1, Bill? Can you read that one? 139. 139. Coming right up. Okay. Uh, oh, Lord, you have searched me thoroughly and have known me. He wants to know you. Interesting. I don't yeah. see the I don't see yeah. the association from that translation. He's interested in everything about you. And he wants and to hear it he from us. Wants too. To know you. Okay. Yeah. We can work with that. Exodus twenty two twenty seven. Huh? As far as God listening. Let's see. Yes. Twenty-two, verse twenty-seven. Twenty-two, verse twenty-seven. For that is his only covering; it is his clothing for his body. In what shall he sleep? And when he cries to me for help, I will hear him, for I am compassionate and gracious. Okay, that is refer definitely reference to what will happen. Uh, if people mistreat others, their fellow Hebrews in this case, you know, if you take his coat right. as a as a possession to hold for whatever reason, maybe he's borrowing your plow. And uh, it's saying, right. don't keep that coat from him, because if he cries out in the night being cold because he doesn't have a coat... I'm going to hear him, and I'm going to settle up the score. Uh, we should do unto others as we should would have them do unto us. You know, that second great uh, commandment of loving our neighbor as ourselves. If you would like to sleep at night without a covering, then I guess it would be okay, but you shouldn't hold somebody else's cloak as, as a reference. Right. That must be the reference on that. Well, the next part is not only does God want uh, to listen to us, God wants to talk to you. This gets difficult, folks, because we don't always physically, shall I say, hear, audibly hear God. We have to be patient and look for other answers. For a long time, I believe God answered prayer in three ways would say yes, he would say no, and he'd say not yet. And it took me many years after I was a chaplain for Navy boot camp back in the uh, mid-80s. Well, 83 to 85, that's in there. But they would, the guys that were just joining the Navy would come up and have so many wild ideas. Uh, in, in their prayer request, you know, and it was invariably that they wanted to ask God for a new car and it had to be a Corvette. So I think God, finally, I came up with, you know, God really must have a fourth answer to prayer. And that's, you've got to be kidding. Our prayers have to be reasonable. And, and with and within his will. It's okay to ask for transportation, but on an E-1 Navy recruit salary, don't go asking for a Corvette because you can't afford the payments. 
can't afford the insurance. And even back then, it was you can't afford the gas. Uh, And people need to see that. And I've seen the example written as true. It's a story. But it's about the woman who said, well, in the New Testament, it says, if you have faith, you can move a mountain. And there's a mountain outside my bedroom window that's blocking the view. So she prayed to God to move that mountain. And it didn't happen. So she said, well, that proves prayer doesn't work. That's not a good example of how to pray correctly and earnestly. I still believe God can move mountains, yes. And if the need is there, we would see it happen. In Revelation, we'll talk, it talks about every mountain will disappear and everything will be a flat playing field, literally. Uh, when it comes to war, believe me, and that final, uh, final war in uh, Revelation will be a horrible time frame with over 100 million horses involved. They like flatland much more than they like mountains. And that war will be something terrible. But we have to have reasonable. But God wants to talk to us, and we have to be patient while we listen. Psalm 9115. And, and it's like you, I was going to say, I was going to say, it's like you've, uh, you said before, uh, uh, you know, it has, it also applies to prayer. God may, uh, may give you the food for the meal, but he still expects you to yeah. do the dishes. So, uh, um, you know, it's, you know, yeah, you can pray for the mountain to, uh, to come down, but you might have to move some double <laughs> the dirt. True enough. <laughs> have the bulldozer ready. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Oh, my coffee went cold. All right. So, Psalm 91.15, Bill. 91.15. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. That's the Lord speaking. He will answer. Yeah. God will give us comfort. If we ask for it, when we're feeling sad or lonely, worried or afraid. That's the way our our book says. Uh, Yes, and I firmly believe God wants to laugh with us. We should be talking to him in prayer and in praise when we are enjoying ourselves, not just when we're afraid of something that is going on in our lives. Or about to. And the about to, I think, is very important to, to mention. You know, this world of ours, you know, there's there's keepers of the doomsday clock. And we are so often, yes. as we are now currently, at 11.59 for the doomsday clock to go off so many at 12. Uh, yes, We're, we've we've always been yes. I don't know that we've ever been down as far as eleven fifty five. I don't remember if there's ever been a time frame like that, and I don't want to look it up because I don't care. I have the Lord, and I believe okay. faithfully what's going to happen. Uh, 
And I look forward to when the doomsday clock does go off, because I think we'll be on our way to heaven anyway. And we'll see what that all entails. But it may not. Uh, did you read 9115, Bill? Or would you? Okay. I did. All right, then. Uh, here it is. In uh, yeah, and I've, I've actually got First uh, John 3 1 ready. Uh, uh, Good. Please ready do that go. one. See what an incredible quality of love the Father has shown to us, that we would be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. And so we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Thank you. God, God does love us. us. And he wants yeah. us to talk to him no matter what. And he does talk to us. Most of our answers are readable in the Bible, but you have to be patient and really focusing on what the scripture says in a translation that you can understand. Uh, I, like I said, my topical Bible is in King James. I am familiar with mm -hmm. King James. I can overcome most of the translations, but not everybody can. <laughs> and I had one that I refused to use, and I can't, because I didn't underline it for reference for today. Uh, I'm not going to look for it. But it was too much King James. And I didn't want to confuse people. Uh, we have that kind of issue regularly. If you aren't in a scripture that you can easily understand. Now, some of those easily understandables do not always put things very well. And therefore, it's like that's going yeah. too far. Uh, because so I'm not comfortable with the ones that go too far. And so I usually yeah. settle in with the NIV, even though I use other translations as well. So you find them. And of course, you, you've got to remember that different, many parts of the Bible, are the meaning of them are, are argued about over uh, by, uh, um, by the meaning of, are argued by theologians all yep. the time. And so... You know, you, you have to remember that even the experts with their fancy pants Bibles don't necessarily know really what it means. Um, you know, somebody's got to be wrong. Uh, you know? um, no, and, I'll yeah, disagree with um, that. But, uh, okay, well, I'll, I'll argue You can that argue one. that one, I'll but that if out. the Lord is the one who's in, well, it's the Holy Spirit that's that's doing that anyway, and we're starting to get into the next topic. But... Uh, if it's right. indeed the point of if God's doing the ter interpreting, he's checking out your heart when you're saying it. So if you really have yeah. a heart that is humble in prayer, uh, God's going to get the message the way it is intended, not in the way right. it is necessarily perceived. And yeah, because, yeah, there, there was an intention when it was oh, yeah, for them. And we have to remember that it was... And in yeah. today's language, and, it may uh, be totally and we have different. To remember, and so yeah. we look at it. 
Uh, no, that's true. But you have to be careful about your own understanding. The Bible even absolutely about, uh, about that. If if you don't understand supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, you probably shouldn't use it in prayer to God. Right. Uh, that's great, because I can't hear uh -huh. But uh, can I say, too, we're supposed to uh, pray for Israel, right? The Bible does tell us to pray for Israel. Yeah. That's beautiful, because you know what? That's the homeland. That's where we're going to live when, we're, when we go to heaven and come back to earth. There will be a new Jerusalem. <laughs> I think it might be bigger than the current Israel is altogether. I really hard to decide on yeah. some of the measurements that go on with those. But the new Jerusalem and the new temple will come down from heaven no matter what. And that's where we will live, not in the Israel today. Uh, but we are supposed right. to pray for others and for good reasons. We should be praying right now for Russia and the Ukraine, not just for the Ukraine, even, mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of people in Russia who are being affected by the leadership. Uh, and yeah. so we look at that and say, oh, yeah, it's everyone. And our prayer should be that. Yeah. Jesus tells us to pray for our enemies. And those, and okay. those the, the topic that I think we're ending with today, but I'm not sure, is do I need to use special okay. words when I pray? And right. in our book... It says no. you don't need to use special words when you pray. You don't use to new, use fancy language. I'll pause there. Uh, like we were saying, you don't need to use words that you aren't familiar with. It's not that you're trying mm -hmm. to be proud when you are praying to God. It's being humble. So you right. use humble language. Uh, and you don't need to memorize prayers. Praise the Lord, I say to that one. Although the Lord's Prayer is pretty It is, and then we'll get into it, I think, in one of the future uh, pages, but not this one. It's the fact that the Lord's Prayer right. we commonly use today is not the way it's written in the Bible. Uh, so we right. say, yeah, that's true. <laughs> when I was... A child, my parents mm -hmm. taught me the now I lay me down to sleep. Yeah. I, I praise the one. Lord, my soul to keep. If I die, before I wake, pray the Lord, my soul to take. When I got older, I realized, <laughs> wait a minute, and I never did teach you that one, but you did learn it. But it was, I yes. praise the pray the Lord my soul to keep, not if I die. And uh, leaving out the, uh, the, right. the, the if I die part. That's it is. scary for a kid. And nobody should have to <laughs> learn a scary prayer even as an adult. So it's the right. point that we are humble. Now, at this point, we absolutely need to remember and write it down, folks, Romans 8.26. Romans 8.26 is so important when it comes to what should we pray. 
because Romans 8.26 tells us that the Holy Spirit, that's part of the Godhead, the, tree, the Trinity, mm -hmm. different topic, but nonetheless, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, that's the same thing, just different ages. And it says it, the Holy Spirit intercedes in our behalf, taking our prayers and turning them into moanings and groanings that we would never understand. But God does. Because the Holy Spirit sees our attitude and say, oh, this is definitely a dire concern for the individual. And expresses it to God that way. And yes, even though the Holy Spirit is part of God, it's sort of like including it to all three phases, I guess is the way to say it. I don't know if we can take a circle and divide it into three or not, but prayers seem to go through to the Holy Spirit and then to the others as, as, as it goes, is fulfilled. But nonetheless, the Holy Spirit takes our words. So we don't have to memorize prayers. You don't need to recite prayers written nope. by other people. doesn't mean that you can't. It just says nope. you don't have to. If a prayer feels right. good to you, the Apostles' Creed, if it feels good to you, you may mm -hmm. certainly pray it. If it helps you focus more, by all means, do so. There are lots of creeds mm -hmm. from first, first through fifth centuries that are around, maybe even further, mm -hmm. closer than that. And it's all right to do those, but it's not a mandatory thing. Uh, yeah, I don't remember where it was, but uh, I, I seem to recall it's generally agreed that Paul wrote the first creed. Maybe um, so. But uh, um, it's, it's, or it's the, the beginnings of one is in... Uh, yes, is in and you know, that letters, may not be uh, that he wrote it. It may be that it was verbally said, and he's true. the first to record it. And so we have that to say about that. It's good to look at those things. Now, the author, Catherine, says you don't need to write things down before you pray. Maybe at first you might want to consider writing things down so that you don't forget that yeah. item that's written down when you are praying. I'm I've written things down. I've written things down, especially when we're doing group prayers and other people are praying in the group, and uh, you know they pray for this, that, or the other thing, and and I I write them down, and it's like okay, you know I would like to repeat that one in my prayer. Well, I don't want to repeat that one in my prayer, you yeah. know, depending on just how I feel about those particular things, and you know, so it it also helps me to think of other things yes. to pray for. Um, you know, which, uh, you know, when doing a group prayer, it's certainly important. But, you know, maybe write, yeah, writing down, I mean, you don't have to write the things down. But, yeah, writing things down can certainly be helpful, um, you know, especially uh, especially in your gratitude. Um, you know, if you get wake up in the morning and pray to the Lord, thanking him for things, write down the things you're thankful for, too. It, it helps make it more real, more solid. And uh, um, you know, will help uh, will help you start the day with a great attitude, um, and uh, and it'll also help you uh, to continue to pray for those things uh, on in the day as you uh, as you go. Of, of hey, you know what? I really am thankful for you know my umbrella, uh, you know, <laughs> or uh, or what have you. 
Thank you, Lord, for the and, food uh, we um, eat. Even broccoli. Yeah. I like broccoli, by the even way. Bro Don't get me even Brussels sprout. Although I started getting, I started getting into the oh, Brussels. Sprout. One of my favorites is Brussels sprouts, not <laughs> cauliflower. Have no like. Okay, you you and you and Rudy no would be in the same boat on that one. All right, let's move on. Our prayers can be yes. out loud; they can be silent. If we are being humble, right. it doesn't matter. I do not recommend standing on street corners and praying out loud. The Pharisees used to do it, and it was only to boast about themselves or to put others down, right. which is boasting about oneself. Uh, but I do believe it. Right. As long as we are talking to God, uh, personally, I do like to be silent and alone when I pray. Uh, I do not like uh, that much to pray in group, uh, in a group circle, because I tend to be the last one and everybody else says the things we talked about. So what's left? Actually, what's left would be thanking God for the people that are in the circle. But I very seldom remember that at the time. Uh, that's uh -huh. why you need to write things down. <laughs> we have that our conversation with God can be in a closet, as Jesus said. And maybe that's what Matthew 6, 8 is. Mm -hmm. I didn't look it up today, Bill. Did you, by chance? Oh, I'll look it up. I have not yet. But, uh, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, the whole idea of a prayer closet seems to be uh, pretty popular in uh, um, you know, in uh, in in at least the social media today, the idea. Six eight. Matthew, what? Part of the Sermon Six. on the Mount. Yes, one of my favorites. Okay, so do not be like them, praying as they do, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Um, we should say seven and eight then. And when you pray, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard because of their many now words. that's interesting because Jesus is talking about Gentiles who don't have mm -hmm. God like the Hebrew people had God. Right. And, uh, and because, uh, yeah, they, uh, because of the, the unrealness of their God, um, you know, they often found it necessary to uh, to not only repeat and shout and uh, and make all kinds of racket when they prayed, they even cut themselves. And uh, um, and really, that, that's that's just bad. Idea that. um, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, if you feel the need to do that, that's what nine eight, part of what nine eight eight is for. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, sorry, but, that's yeah. the suicide hotline, um, folks. Mental suicide price. mental yes. health crisis hotline yes not just for bottom, suicide. bottom line needs to but, be uh, um, just be yourself when you pray don't try to mm -hmm. pray like billy graham did mm -hmm. 
don't try to right. pray like uh, the Pope does. Yes, those are two extreme examples. Right. Don't and don't try to pray like I do. Yeah, it's not. The producer was rushing through a statement trying to get it in. Don't even pray like necessarily okay. like your pastor does. Pray like you. Right. Being earnest yeah. in what you're praying yeah. for. God wants to hear, hear from you. You know, and uh, and we need to remember um, that the the things like even the prayers mm -hmm. Jesus gave us aren't to be uh, aren't necessarily be repeated word for word. Um, you know, the the Lord's prayer isn't an instruction to pray these words; it's to pray this way. It's a it's a yeah. uh, it's a framework for uh, uh, for it. And if we break it down, we could change the words completely. And still have the same meaning, you know. the 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 Lord's Prayer is broken down into a into a few uh, into a few pieces. Um, we've got uh, the uh, the salutation to the Lord, recognition of His greatness. Um, you know, uh, a desire uh, for God's will to be done, um, and uh, um, a request for our yeah. our needs. You know, give us this day our daily bread. You know, a forget. You know, asking for forgiveness. So forgiveness comes third or fourth. Is that fourth? I think it's fourth. Um, you know, and, and a request not to uh, not to let us fall into uh, into temptation. Deliver us from that evil. Yes. Deliver us from that evil. Um, you know, and uh, and of course, some uh, some translations uh, you put in the. Uh, um, the uh, the honorific at the end uh, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. But that's usually set off by uh, by brackets because it's not necessarily in the okay. I want to state out loud a of, question. Of, I want to state a yeah. question out loud for all of our listeners, but I'm going to focus it to you and Rudy. Okay. I know uh, you both believe Jesus as Savior and Lord. But do you remember each day yes. that we are brothers in Christ and with Christ? I certainly remember it when I do the introduction. And Rudy, I hope you, you do show. too. Well, Jesus. Because uh, I, I tell everybody I love them, so I think they're part of the family as much as I well, call them. The point I, I want to bring out, that is, Jesus, at one or two points, prayed and it's recorded in the bible talking to god and addressing him as daddy or papa right that's mm -hmm. how we should remember things when we are praying to our father because we're brothers with christ and sisters for our listeners therefore we need to have that kind of relationship feeling as we pray. We're talking to Daddy. And our prayers right. need to be that way. Yeah, as, as small children will. Have you noticed in, uh, in, uh, uh, in The Chosen that they use yes. Abba and Ima? Because Aramaic really was Daddy more Mom. of a common language than Hebrew even. Right. Uh, Right. I think they may have gone a little far because 
my understanding is that uh, that Abba is uh, is more the way a child yes. would address their father. It is, but than uh, than a grown adult, but it is. But still, well, it's kind of fun. But being able <laughs> to talk to God in that kind of childlike manner is very important. And the fact that we can pray to him. And what I have at the bottom of this page is, what should you pray about? Everything. There is nothing Everything. that you can't pray to God about. I mean, we know he already yep. knows. As, and as, a, as annoying as it can be to hear about it, yes, you can pray for a better parking spot. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Just be prepared to start walking with a limp. <laughs> uh -huh. Jacob, wrestling with God for sure. Uh, shall we go on for the next yep. one? Can God actually talk to me or should we? Can I ask you about, about 50 Pastor? minutes? I think we can yes. wind up. Pastor, if I watch a movie, Mel Brooks, and he's making fun of God, should I not watch that? Because you know the Ten Commandments, they had 15 <laughs> Commandments, he dropped one of them, then he said, oh, we got 10. And then the thing that I didn't like, I was watching the new Mel Brooks uh, History of the History World, of the World and they had Jesus kissing Mary Magdalene, and that uh, kind of offended me. Yeah, they, they made fun as though, uh, as though uh, Mary yeah. and Jesus had been an item at some point. You, you you couldn't see him, but he was biting his finger. Was, <laughs> uh, yeah. For people who are new in I the faith, scared. even yes. for people who are not new in the faith, if you are watching something with the attitude of learning from it, but you get to a point that is too far for you, you should stop watching it. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't just plow through it. Now, I've gotten into watching the TV show on Netflix. It's called New Amsterdam. I'm not sure if you are okay. familiar with it or able to get it, but I know it has four seasons at least. I don't know if they're still in filming, but it's a hospital setup. Okay. Oh, okay. The and new it got to the, one of the episodes got to it the other day of a Down syndrome lady. She's in her 20s, I think. She might not even be in her 20s. Point being is that... Okay. <clears throat> she discovered sex and Oops. she likes uh. it. But she got pregnant. Oops. And Oops. lo and behold, she uh, makes the statement I want to have an abortion. Oh. I know what they, what happens when 
a Down syndrome person has a baby. And the result is not a healthy child. I'm against abortion. But in this case, should it happen and take place? Well, in the show, it did. That was very difficult for me to get past. Just like they had two men kissing each other on the lips, which is totally wrong. And yes, they are a couple, which makes it worse. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, I guess it was for them. Uh, it wasn't romantically for, romantic for me. And I do have trouble getting past those points. But they also had an episode mm-hmm. where they had a group of uh, a church group come in and literally sitting on the floor in the lobby praying for the hospital. And lo and behold, amazing things mm-hmm. were happening inside the hospital while that went on. And when they left for the day, some of them fell apart. Some of them stayed absolutely going forward with miraculous. And they added stuff about the director not being a believer. And by the end of the show, he's not a believer, but he sure has an eyebrow raised and saying, hmm, maybe so. And and so some of those things are really important for us to say, can I watch this and keep a Christian attitude while I watch it? Mm-hmm. There are others who say, no, don't look at yeah. anything that goes that direction. It's a hard cry, but we're in the world as Christians. We're not out of the world. Mm-hmm. Right. And and something to remember is, is it maybe an opportunity to talk about those things. That's one of the things that uh, that popular media um, gives us is the opportunity to talk about, you know, it's like, oh, I thought you felt this way. Well, I do yeah. feel this way. This is this and this is that. And, uh, um, you know, of, of whatever subject, whether, you know, I, I mean, who would outside of uh, outside of having watched the, the show, uh, New Amsterdam, who would have thought to have a discussion about uh, a Down syndrome uh, mm-hmm. person having a child? You know, or, or and is an that in that case is you know, it it's, wrong like, it's certainly or not. not something I probably would have thought. Uh, right, right, and uh, and so it's like okay, so now we can have a discussion about it because some creative person thought, hey, this would make a great story right. for my TV show. And they have and, some uh, pretty good um, writers who know, do so, a fair uh, job so, yeah. on the topics while moving on, and there are other mm-hmm. topics that it's like. And, and can I, think I do can... this in my life? Would I do this in my life? And so we go forward. Right. Yeah, I think, and I think the same applies for Mel, for Mel Brooks, the, the one who is Jewish, <laughs> not the one who hates Jewish people. Uh, Mel, Mel Brooks, I keep wanting to say Mel Gibson because they started out the history of the world part two with, uh, um, with a, uh, a, uh, a body actor, a body actor. Um, you know, looking all strong and buff, and and he's and he's got a. They put uh, Mel Brooks's face over him, and and uh, and it's Mel Brooks talking, saying, "Yes, I'll do. Uh, you know, I'll do History of the World Part Two if you make me look like I did forty years uh-huh. ago." <laughs> well, we didn't get to that other other topic, Bill, and it's according to mine. You have three minutes to do our nope. prayer and announcements. Yep. So, uh, so yes, so. 
Gentle viewer, if you have come this far with us, let me get reset, resettled. If you've come this far with us, perhaps you will come a little bit further and join us in this family we call Christianity. We don't do it by sacrifice because that's been taken care of once and for all. We don't use magic spells or mystical ceremonies. Uh, um, some people consider the sinner's prayer to be like a magic spell. It's not. The, uh, the words are, in a way, they have, they're, they're, not, they're not that meaningful. It's just a set of words I came up with and thought, hey, this sounds pretty good. So, uh, so you can certainly say your own words. It's the belief of your heart, yeah. the change of your heart, that's really important here. And the words come as an overflow of what yes. you uh, believe in your heart. And so, uh, um, so if you've uh, if you've come to a decision that you want to give your life over to God, this is just a way to help you make it more in reality yes. because we say it together. It's good. Um, you know, and uh, um, and whether you've been a believer for a second or a century, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So, uh, um, you know, some people need uh, need forgiveness from sins daily. Some people more often than that. So uh, we invite you to take the opportunity to say your own prayer to ask forgiveness for your new sins, as opposed to the old ones that you've already been forgiven for. Um, you know, so uh, um, so yeah, so you can uh, use this as an opportunity to do that. And join us in prayer as a uh, as a corporate entity, as you, if you will. Um, so uh, so here we go. Dear Lord. Dear Lord, I am a sinner. <laughs> Cleanse me of my wickedness. Uh, show me how to love you with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. And teach me how to love my neighbor as myself. Guide my steps along the path you would have me take in this life. And, uh, uh, and uh, help me to do the work you have for me to do in the building of your kingdom. Come into my heart and be the Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. <laughs> Or yeah, writing it out. <laughs> or writing it out. Yeah. Yeah, I had to write a script for something the other day for something I was doing. But uh um but yeah, um congratulations for those who uh, who have joined us. Um what are you waiting for for those who haven't? Um you know, uh, just to just to talk about the prayer a little bit longer, a uh, little bit more, really the only thing that's super important. To, uh, to understand is that you're asking Jesus not just to be the savior of your life, not just to save you from your sins, but also mm -hmm. to become your Lord, which means following what he says, to loving your neighbor and loving God and, uh, um, you know, and, and those kinds of things. So, uh, uh, so yeah, so uh, um, what you need to do next is uh, go out and find yourself a Bible-believing church with a Bible-preaching pastor and a bunch of strong Christians to help you figure out what your next steps are going to be. And uh, I know one of those future steps is going to be to come back and watch or listen to more programming here on uh, on YWL Online. And uh, um, I did notice an uptick on uh, on our YouTube uh, viewers, um, which is kind of cool. So uh, And remember to share this stuff. But, uh, um, but yeah... Um, this week we're going to have uh, 
uh, some uh, other shows available. On Tuesday, we're going to be doing uh, YWL Online's Totally Approachable Bible Study for All, um, where we will be continuing our journey through Judges. Gideon, chapter 6 where we through are 8. Gideon, Judges 6 through 8. We'll be ta- That's right, we'll be talking about Gideon and Gideon's Bible. <laughs> no, we won't be talking about Gideon. We might. Uh, <laughs> although it's a cute song. It's a cute song. But, uh, um, but yeah, and then uh, um, on Thursday will be another edition of Not Quite After Midnight. I need to say yeah. goodbye at this point. God's Wrong blessing day. from Poplar Bluff. Oh, okay. Bye now. Thank you so much. God love bless you. Have you. a good day. At any rate, uh, the upcoming show of uh, Not Quite After Midnight will be with Alan Misner and William Collier. Uh, Alan is uh, uh, a health and fitness coach for people over 40. Hey, some of us fall into that category. And uh, William Collier is a fictional author. Uh, He wrote The Outsiders Trilogy. And uh, he's a a cop and a former Navy pilot and all sorts of other great stuff. Um, and a Christian, he calls himself a Christian apologist. So uh, it'll be interesting to uh, to hear from him, to have that conversation with uh, with him and Alan um, and Rudy and and me. I guess I'll be there too. And uh, then uh, um, a week from uh, from now uh, will be another edition of YWL Online's Anything Can Happen Saturday, and we will be continuing our look at the uh, the book. Uh, Dear God, I have a question. Um, by uh, by Catherine Slattery, and uh, we'll be talking some more about prayer. So uh, be sure to tune in. Uh, by the way, if you've missed any previous episodes, uh, go ahead and uh, scroll on down where you're at and watch or listen to them so you can catch up. Um, read uh, read your Bible, uh, read Judges three through six for uh, for totally approachable Bible study for all, and. Uh, um, and just uh, read your Bible in general and see if you can find some prayer passages. It's not really that difficult to find them. Um, you can always Google or, or whatever uh, web search you use. Uh, I use DuckDuckGo a lot. But uh, um, but at any rate, um, hope you've uh, hope you've uh, had a good time. Uh, as we've come to the end of another episode, I'll ask Rudy. Rudy, do you have anything to say to the nice people? I love you all. And remember, please. Take care of pets, take care of the widows, and take care of anybody who needs help, help if you can. Even a little something, a good word, please. I ask you in Jesus' name. I love you all. Waka, 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 Indeed, and uh, blessings from Santa Ana, California. Be safe out there. Remember to wash your hands and watch the ending credits. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been a presentation of Bald Spots Productions. I would like to thank my producer, my beloved mother, Eileen Hatch. I, of course, am your humble host. I would also like to thank my co-host, my beloved father, Chaplain Bill Hatch. I'd really like to thank my Ed McMahon, Rudy Corlew. Yes! Support the show if you feel so led. Over on Patreon.com, we are known as Bald Spots Pro. Don't you dare miss Not Quite After Midnight. You can find us on Facebook and wherever fine podcasts are offered.
be sure to like, comment, and share. You know, subscribe, follow, whatever it is you've got to do to kick that algorithm into gear and help us reach more people. If you or someone you know needs support now, call or text 988 or chat 988lifeline.org. 988 is the Suicide and Mental Health Crisis Lifeline here in the States.